Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Paul Nealon, author of the new novel, The Hollywood Spiral. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your new novel, The Hollywood Spiral, how would you describe the novel? Uh, Well, it's set in that near future Los Angeles. Uh, A company named Zodiac has rolled out a new version of the internet called Grid. And uh, it reaches into every aspect of your life, whether you like it or not. And uh, an escort named Nana Swift, one of their next generation AIs, and uh, disappears in the city. And a guy named Harrigan gets hired to find her, but he's not the only one looking. Uh, there's gangsters, uh, Zodiac mercenaries, there's a cult called First Church Multiverse. And uh, there's also a comment in the way that might kill everybody. So it could go either way. <laughs> Well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing the Hollywood spiral? Um, actually, I started, uh, I started with the jokes that ended up being, uh, there's a, an open mic club, uh, in the, in the book, uh, called Maxwell's. And I started just writing these weird jokes about Schrodinger's daughter, hospice confessions and dying alone and God yelling at everybody. Uh, I didn't know why or, uh, where they were going to go or what, what I was going to do with them. But, um, I just started thinking about what kind of characters would, would say these kind of things. And I was also, I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I didn't have a car. So I just did a lot of walking around and, uh, some of that wandering made it into the, into the story and, uh, some of the places that I, I went to and the, 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 I guess the book just kind of grew up around that. And when you're writing a novel, uh, are you someone who, who plots it? I mean, it sounds like from what you're describing that this is kind of a more organic process of kind of discovering the story and where uh, it leads I think you. It, it is pretty, pretty organic for me. Uh, I try to do an outline. Maybe it's like 50, 50 or 70, 30 organic outline. I'll, I'll have an idea of, um, where I want the story to start and end. And then maybe uh, a couple of set pieces in between, um, certain scenes I know that are going to be there, but then how things progress, I kind of, Sometimes I just kind of try to figure out the characters and have them fight it out and see which, which way it's going to go, what kind of decisions they make. I, I'm not as surprised as me too, but. What was your original writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? Um, I had always, uh, I had always written in journals. Uh, I never really, I started out just writing in journals, kind of free writing. Um, I, I wrote a book when I was maybe. 24 or 25 was the first, first novel I'd written. And then I bought one of those publishers weekly guides, the big, uh, I don't know if they have them anymore. They're like those big Bible handbooks that had agents on how to get published and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And then I just started sending out those query letters, trying to, trying to find an agent. And I got a couple, couple of hits back, people asking for sample chapters and that kind of thing. And, um, I, that, and I set that off, but nothing, nothing actually came out of it. Uh, but then I wrote another book after that. And, um, I spent about maybe nine months on it. And as soon as I finished it, I knew it was terrible. And I never wanted to read it again. Um, and then I started writing for a book, <laughs> which ended up being uh, apathy, other small victories, but there was a lot of, a lot of trial and error in between before something finally and, and what do you, what do you think you learned in that process of, of writing, as you said, a novel for nine months that you knew was terrible <laughs> as soon as you finished it. <laughs> Not so much worse. We said like, but it's true. Yeah. I, 
I'm sorry. No, no, it's 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 exactly what for, for for what it's worth. I've been there. <laughs> I might be there now too. You never know. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think with that, like, I thought I had an idea, and I, I kind of drove the idea into the ground. Even when I knew it was kind of a bad premise, I stuck with it. I was like, no, I just kind of finish it. But I, I think hopefully you'll learn as you go along, like what, when to recognize that you're writing yourself into a corner or you're, you're just pursuing an end that isn't worth pursuing. So I guess you learn that along the way to recognize uh, what's not going to work and find out what you do like and what does work. Hopefully that's the idea anyway. I'm curious in that process and, and, and the way that you work now, do you, do you ever find yourself, you know, writing 50 or 75 pages and, and, and basically not giving up, but like realizing that it's not going where you want it and you, you abandon that and go on to another uh, I, idea. I, yeah. With this, with the, the Hollywood spiral, actually, I, I wrote, wrote a bunch and then I'd put it away and, and I didn't, I, it had been a long time since I had published my first book this is my second book and there was a lot of things that didn't pan out in between so i was kind of questioning whether whether or not what i was working on was any good but i i kept i put it away for like a month but i kept thinking about it and i thought there was something to it and uh i guess if it's an idea you can't shake you, you kind of have to write it all the way out and if it's something that you could be like all right i, I don't like this i can i can put it away and not think about it anymore you know, it's not really worth pursuing in the first place, but mm. something that's going to bother you, you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to finish it just to get it out of the way, clear the chamber, I guess. Sure. Well, well, given your experiences, as you've described, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories um, or novels? I always, I read, I always read the advice people give. I like hearing what people say. Um, <laughs> and I think. The, the big one that everybody says is read everything, like read fiction, nonfiction, literary genre. And I mean, plays, poems, graphic novels, like anything. There, I think there's ideas everywhere. And, um, and I, I think for me anyway, I think writing, writing every day, even if I'm not working on something, just writing, just kind of figure out how you sound, what, what works. And sometimes it's just kind of panning handing a stream of consciousness kind of thing. And you'll come up with a good line and you're like, oh, that might be something. And, uh, I, uh, one thing I learned is that when you think you have a good line, Google it to make sure you're not stealing it from somewhere. But I spent months, <laughs> I like ripped off a Joni Mitchell song. I didn't even realize I'm like, oh man, I spent like 20 pages and she summed it up in a line, but I did, but I guess, yeah, figuring out how you sound, how you, how you want to sound and what you're kind of looking for. And I'm curious, do you also, uh, write other forms besides the novel screenplays or short uh, stories? Actually, or? I spent the past year kind of writing short stories. I've never really written them before. And uh, I wasn't sure how they, I have, I mean, I read short stories and stuff, but I, I didn't know how they worked. So I kind of did this, uh, reading program where I just read short story collection after short story collection, kind of, I'm not really good at breaking things down with then a formulas and analyzing, I just kind of blasted myself, uh, kind of like karate mm -hmm. kid where he's like sanding the floor and painting the fence and stuff. And then he knows karate after like a summer or something, but like <laughs> sick of being upsold at gyms. 
my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that uh, how it works? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if these stories are any good. <laughs> um, I, or like, I don't, it, it's kind of dumb, like machine learning where they just give the computer like a bunch of examples and then it figures out right. how it's going to do it itself. I, I feel like I'm, I work better like that than I do where it's like in the first act, this happens and in the second act, I, I can't, I don't really think of stories or sentences or stuff like that. That's kind of. Maybe, maybe I should, <laughs> like, I might write more, but I'm just kind of, yeah, that's how it works for me, I think. And, and how was that after you read short story collection after short story collection? Did, did you start working uh, on your I think, own? Yeah, I was. And did I you was, have a sense of, sense of the form yeah, after was, that? I was, I was wondering how they, how they ended short stories. Like I, I, I'm always looking for like a nice tidy ending at the end, but like it, it's. I guess it's different where you're just, it, well, it depends on the short story, but where you're kind of just suggesting something or leaving it in a direction where it can go instead of like tying a nice bow on everything. I, and some stories do that and, and they work. It, it, it was, it was just kind of different seeing how different people handle it. And then I, it was nice to not have to like, and the short stories I was writing were pretty short, actually. I, I didn't know I could write short stories that short. <laughs> I, I don't think qualify as microfiction <laughs> or if that's like a term that people use anymore. I don't, I don't really know what to call stuff, but, and, um, it was nice to just on it. There, there is, there is a genre for, uh, just, just FYI. I, I interviewed a woman who, who, um, leads a, a, a microfiction kind of, uh, workshop. Oh, nice. I could come in fancy, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of nice just being able to write little contained scenes and then having to worry about how it fits into like a big overarching plot. Plot's kind of hard for me. I'm putting on better characters. But. Sure. So what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoy? Um, I read a book called the world gets way by Marissa Levine. Uh, takes place on the generation ship uh, that's breaking apart. So like humanity's on the way to the new world, but they're not going to make it. And you know that pretty soon with books, I'm not spoiling anything, hopefully. But uh, she really builds like the world of the ship and like these great, great like cave cities and mountain monasteries. She just really, really fleshes out the world. And there's like class stuff going on and, and a chase. It was just really well done. It was a great story. And, um, show them a good time by, uh, Nicole Flattery was a book of short stories and it was really funny. Like then her characters were 
were just really weird, like not, not kind of quirky intentionally, but just weird people <laughs> that were doing really funny stuff. And uh, I just really like the way she writes. Uh, those two books are probably the best, best I've read this, this year, I think. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your uh, novels? I've got a website, uh, paulneeland.com, where I just kind of post random stuff, um, just little short things that I've, I've written. Um, I'm on Facebook. I kind of accept every friend request I get without any discrimination. So it's kind of, it's probably like 80% bots at this point, but I guess robots need friends too. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out there. If you just Google me, I guess. <laughs> That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Paul Nealon, author of the new novel, The Hollywood Spiral. The book is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Paul, thanks yeah, for doing thanks this so interview. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Jeff. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Now, stay tuned for a brief excerpt from the audiobook of The Hollywood Spiral by Paul Nealon, read by P.J. Auckland. Available from Hachette Audio, wherever audiobooks are sold. You want to hear a joke? I was sitting in an uncomfortable chair. The guy behind the desk had slicked back hair and a mole under his left eye that was distracting me. It looked like a fly had landed on his face, made a home for itself, burrowed into his skin. I couldn't help staring, waiting for it to twitch. My own cheeks started to itch. Boss asked you a question, the big guy behind me said, and flicked my ear hard with his finger. I'll take a joke, I said. The guy behind the desk leaned forward on his elbows and showed me his teeth. So this friend of mine's been going through a really rough time, he said. Wife just left him, took the kids. My buddy's a wreck over it. He says to me the other night, he says, Charlie, I don't know anymore. I don't know what to do. I just don't want to die alone. So I shot him in the face. Ten times, emptied the clip. And I said to him, I said, Does that make it any better, having somebody beside you when you go? Because it's kind of awkward for that other person. There's a big mess to clean up. I got no more bullets left. Just seems kind of selfish on your part, you know? He didn't say anything, but... I think he knew I was right. The big guy behind me let out a giggle he'd been holding in, higher pitched than I was expecting, like he'd been tickled with a feather and couldn't take it anymore. That's not bad, I said. What's the matter with you? The big guy said, flicking my ear again. You laugh when something's funny, dickhead. That's all right, Santos. The guy behind the desk sat back in his chair. He was in a sharp suit, a watch chain hanging from his vest. There was a dark screen on the wall behind him. I do an open mic down at Maxwell's. People there don't really get my sense of humor either. He picked a speck of dust from his desk, blew it off his finger. See, to me, shooting somebody in the face is hilarious, he said. And you've got to be true to yourself on stage. You write what you know, I said. Exactly, he said, leaning forward. My point exactly. You want a cigar? I wouldn't mind, I said. That's nice, he said, opening the box of Cubans on his desk. It's good to want things. He took one out, smelled it, 
took his time lighting it for himself. I sat there as he puffed away. Do you know who I am? He said. It was a little man's question. Doesn't matter who's asking or what the answer is. You're Charlie Horse, I said. Santos smacked me so hard my flicked ear rang, nearly knocking me out of the chair. Thus, Mr. Hosheri to you, Santos said. I looked at him over my shoulder. He gave me a gap-toothed grin. That's all right, Santos. We're all friends here, Charlie Horse said, working his cigar, rolling it in his fingers. Ain't that right? He looked at me through the last puff of smoke. I didn't say anything. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.